my name is Beth Rue. I'm the Senior Director of Communications at NANA. Today I'm interviewing Anna's own Lance Miller, PhD, VP of Natural Resources, Andrew Willman, Community and Stakeholder Outreach Director, and Clayton Gooden, Director, Natural Resources, to get an update on the NANA Region's 2022 Natural Resources Project. NANA's worked to prepare shareholders for natural resources-related work and an update on the, up, on the community meetings our partners, Ambler Metals and Tech, have scheduled this summer and fall. First of all, Lance, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Beth, and um, great to be here. I'm a geologist by background, and over the years, I've worked for mining companies, both major mining companies and junior companies, um, focused mostly on North America, from Mexico through the Western U.S. and the Alaska and Canadian Arctic, but also overseas. I ran projects in Russia uh, for Placer Dome, which was a large Canadian mining company, and also got the opportunity to work in China, Central Asia, and a little bit in South Africa. Um, so this, this sort of gave me a background appreciation for the importance of mineral development for a region, but also for society as a whole. We have, my wife and I, Jana, have two boys. We live in Anchorage. Our boys are adults now, so they're out of the house. And um, on my spare time, love to be outdoors, whether it's skiing, hiking, snow machining, hunting, fishing, and uh, spending time in the region, even uh, for non-work related activities. Great, thanks for giving us some of that background. Can you provide an update on the natural resources projects in the NANA region this summer and fall, as well as some context, context around each one, starting with the Red Dog Mine? Sure. The, um, well, Red Dog, of course, is, is still producing and this is we've been uh, it's been in production since 1989 so it truly is one of the longest running mines in Alaska for that matter um right now they're they're focused on the Akaluk pit which is the main pit <clears throat> on the, the north side of the deposit but in addition to that they are doing exploration near the red dog area on state lands i think uh, part of the importance of, of Red Dog, though, is now because of there's been a large focus on um, critical and strategic minerals. And because of that, Red Dog is now the largest critical mineral mine in the U.S. because of its production, primarily of zinc and also a little bit of germanium. And the importance of that is that there are, have been several presidential executive orders to bolster up the U.S.'s supply chain so that we have a supply chain that is um, mostly domestic. And this has been highlighted, of course, by the war in Ukraine, where there's been a lot of disruptions. In addition, there's a lot of um, goals to of zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2030 and 2050. And to meet these, there's going to be a need a major uptick and electric vehicles and renewable energy projects. And in order to provide the metals for that, we're gonna need significantly more metals like copper, zinc, cobalt, lithium, a nickel and so forth in order to sustain these new technologies. Great, 
Great. Thanks for, for the little update on Red Dog. You mentioned the ANA project. Could you provide us a little more background on, on what's going on there this summer? You bet. So ANA is stands for Octagrock and Ongarok. And those are deposits, they're underground deposits located about 10 miles north, northwest of Red Dog, not on Nana land, actually, just off Nana land on state land. They are um, significant resources, and Tech American own, owns the claims to those, significant resources of zinc, but it's going to take probably four to six years and hundreds of millions of dollars to get to a decision point. And the work that needs to go into that to make that happen is, is diamond core drilling, which they have been doing the last several years um, from surface, but also to facilitate that because of the underground um, location of these deposits. Right now, a road is being permitted, which will leave from Red Dog and go north, sort of across Nana and state land, about 10, 11 miles. And from there, the idea would do an exploration at it to go underground, not for mining, but just for exploration. And that's the, the, the critical piece of bringing mines into potential production these days is the amount of work, the, the years and years of work, hundreds of millions of dollars, permits and the economic engineering and geological studies that are critical to make that determination if a company really wants to put in the next um, significant phase of capital of money to build a mine. Sure. Let's uh, go ahead and switch projects. And could you tell us what's going on up at the Upper Kobuk Mineral Project? Yeah, the um, UKMP or Upper Kobuk Mineral Projects, of course, is a, um, it, it, there's an agreement between NANA and what is now um, Ambler Metals. And it's it's much like the original NANA Kaminko now, NANA Tech Agreement on Red Dog. But there's uh, it's, it's brought together different lands. So there's NANA land, there's ANCSA land, there's patented land Ambler Metals has, and state claims they have. It is an advanced stage exploration project the minerals being focused on there are primarily copper, zinc. Um, <clears throat> there's some silver and gold and, and cobalt as well, which are, again, some of the critical minerals um, needed that I mentioned earlier to uh, meet the zero, net zero carbon, carbon neutral goals of the um, administration. But basically, this year, which has been typical of the last several, there's been about anywhere between 80 and 90 people at camp at Bornite to facilitate the geological work and the diamond drilling. About three drills have been focused mainly on the Arctic deposit um, north of Bornite and somewhat on the Bornite deposit. Again, to bring these up to um, a decision point. And right now the Arctic deposit is undergoing a pre-feasibility study. And then once you determine if it's a go, no go at that stage, then it would go to a feasibility study. Um, to put into perspective this year, I think about oh, 20 some million dollars has been spent on the exploration in the area. 
Um, <clears throat> I think it's really interesting too. Some of the background though for the UKMP is, even though you know it's twenty uh, twenty two and there's it's just exploration going on now, but significant advances on that on the deposits. But this work started really in the late forties. A fellow named Reinie Berg who worked with uh, Joe Sun up from Shungnak and doing exploration. And then Kennecott came in in the 1960s and had to, um, to uh, do more exploration on Bornite. From that work, Nana's early leaders made significant land selections under ANCSA for the mineral potential that goes, the land that goes north of Kobuk. So um, I think it just highlights that some of these projects really take literally decades and decades and decades of laying the groundwork in order to see some um, progress and hopefully um, economic returns and returns in the way of jobs for shareholders and sustainment for the region in the future. Sounds like a lot of moving parts going on with between Red Dog and UKMP. Is Nana doing, or did they do any exploration in the region this summer? Yeah, we did. And I guess I'd like to just, you know, Beth, you mentioned tie up the Red Dog and UKMP. I think one of the really critical pieces here is the Red Dog mine plan as we know it today goes till 2031. So clearly the Red Dog district is a world-class zinc district and the upper Kobuk has a lot of potential. But what's critical and one of the things we're trying to do is have that um, economic sustainability for the region past 2031. And really to make that happen, there's several things that have to line up, of course, between the economic um, assessments, permitting and so forth. But it really does come down to the resource. You need to have enough of that zinc or copper or whatever that the mineral is that's economic. And that's why it's so critical that these projects right now on at Red Dog proper at A&A &A, on state lands near Red Dog and in the upper Kobuk can keep advancing so that we can have economic sustainability past 2031. I think most people are probably aware that, you know, 85, 90% of the Northwest Arctic Borough's base budget right now is from the payment in lieu of taxes with Red Dog. Um, mineral development in the region sustains about $50 million in shareholder wages each year, sometimes in the order of uh, 700, 800 plus jobs. So, when it comes down to what we're trying to do, we wanna make sure that mineral development is done appropriately and in concert with the needs for subsistence, but also that we have uh, economic uh, future ahead. So with that, um, the other piece of it, even on the more early stage side is NANA does do exploration. Um, the last 10 years we have looked on NANA land and we've actually staked some of our own state claims on state land for both precious metals and base metals. Last summer, we had a geophysical program on state of Alaska lands that we staked claims on for about two and a half weeks down in the Northern Seward Peninsula. 
And that's just really early stage work. And what you do, it was something you're basically putting a very small little, uh, you're trying to look at the electric resistivity or charge when you put current in the ground and how that charge is basically decays. And you can tell, or you try to tell if there are some metals down there like a zinc deposit. And we got encouraging results. However, um, it'd take a lot more work to prove anything up that would be economic. So I guess, you know, to tie that up, we really, we're really lucky in the region to be able to have a producing mine at Red Dog, advanced stage exploration at ANA and UKMP and the geological potential on other lands, both Nana lands and state lands in our region for other opportunities to really have that pipeline of projects to feed for economic sustainability into the future. Well, Lance, thank you for that update on the projects this summer. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we move on to Clayton? Uh, just thank you for the opportunity. And um, again, if, if anybody has questions, maybe I think at the, the end, Beth, you can provide our information, but, you know, reach out to us by email, phone. My email is lance.miller at nana.com because I think we, we really want to get out with more information about the projects so that um, shareholders, people in the region are informed. You know, it's after the, the pandemic time. I think we we just weren't able to obviously to get out as much. So we're trying to ramp that up and uh, let us know if you have questions. Thank you. Arigat. Great. Thanks, Lance. Next up, we have Clayton Gooden. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Certainly, Beth. Um, my name is Clayton Gooden. Um, shareholder born and raised here in Alaska, actually born in Fairbanks and uh, spent the first half of my career working in engineering and construction projects around the globe. Uh, I was really enjoying that for a while until I, I met my wife when I was over in Kazakhstan and we decided uh, of all the places in the world, the best place that I could think of or she could think of to, to start a family and do that was back here in Alaska. So about seven years ago, came back to Alaska and uh, eventually wound up joining the, the Nan family again. And now I'm a second generation Nan employee. Awesome. Great. So I have a few questions for you about Nana's work to prepare shareholders for natural resource related work. The first one is around um, the Alaska Native Science and Engineering Program or uh, as it's known as ANSAP. Can you tell us about what's going on there? What's new? Um, I hear there's exciting news in Kotzebue as well. Yeah, well, we've, we've realized over the years that, uh, well, it kind of started back with, with Red Dog and the agreement that Nana and Tech or Ben Kaminko put together, which was kind of focused on, on generational employment and, and uh, livelihood opportunities. And so we've got a big focus on trying to to look ahead for the future, for future jobs and you know future workforce. And so what ANSEP has done is, you know, that, as you mentioned with their name, they're focused on science and engineering. And to get into any of the the mining or any of the technical fields, you really need to have a basis in one of those two. 
And so one of the big things that ANSEP has done here lately, actually this year, is they're opening up an acceleration academy there in Cotsby. I believe they've got five to seven students uh, starting up this semester based out of Kotzebue. And so far, uh, they've now got, I believe, four of these things around the state, not including the one in Anchorage. And uh, Nana's quite proud that we're actually sponsoring all the, the students that, that are coming through this year. You know, we've actually gone and, and made sure that they they don't have to go and get student loans or anything like that. And we've just got an agreement set up with them to make sure that they, they're able to continue this 9th through 12th grade curriculum that they've got. So that way, by the time they're done with their high school diploma, they basically got, if they started at ninth grade, they basically got almost their first two years of college knocked out. That's exciting. Great to hear movement in in uh, in the program and that Kotzebue is part of that. So my next question for you or kind of update from you I'd like to hear is um, about Geoforce Alaska. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and um, what's going on or what went on this past summer? Yeah, so Geoforce is a program, it's it's based out of UAF there in Fairbanks, but it's modeled on a, a program out of Texas. And what their focus, their, their mission is to improve graduation rates in rural Alaska. So they don't focus on any of the major cities, they're entirely driven and focused on, on villages. So they started off with uh, the North Slope Borough, and then expanded to the Nana region. And then now they've included Doyana and they're trying to expand it out even further with the successes they've had. And so what they do is they actually go and basically take kids, they, they monitor them through the, the school year. You've got to keep your grades up. So they bring you in as a four-year cohort. So if you got a kid that's going into uh, out of eighth grade into ninth, they can sign up for, potentially sign up for that program during the recruiting years because it's a four-year cohort. And then they'll basically go through, you got to keep your grades up. And then once a summer, COVID kind of made a little bit of a hiccup there, but roughly once a summer, they would take a trip out to different places around. Um, the first trip is out through the, the mountains there in Alaska. And then the next year, they'll go down to like Columbia Glacier and on down to a few other spots kind of culminating down with that Colorado River and uh, the Grand Canyon in the fourth year. And so they go through and they learn a lot about geology and they get to go and, you know, stop off and see some of the museums, see the dinosaurs and, and learn about this stuff and do some mapping and some planning and, and whatnot. So it's a real good educational growth program. In fact, coming out of the first cohort we did here a couple of years ago, just before COVID, a couple of students had a no attack and signed on said yeah we're interested and so as soon as they graduated we tried to recruit them for internships but they got snagged up real quick there by red dog because everybody was looking for people that were interested in the, the geological sciences there and still are so now here we are in the second cohort and we've got about a dozen kids that still are exploring their own potential and where they want to be but we're supporting them and sponsoring them as best we can and along their journey. Oh, sounds like a lot of fun to me. I would love to do those trips. How about uh, Alaska Resource Education? Well, uh, 
ARE is the, the acronym that we, we usually use for, for shortening on that one, just because it's it's such a mouthful to say. But <laughs> that, that group, they actually, their focus originally was mostly on the younger kids. So kind of building the pipeline. So when we're kind of going through this conversation, Lance really started on, you know, livelihoods and where we are now. And then you go to ANSEP and GeoForce, and those are the teenagers that are preparing to enter the workforce. And then you go a step further back to when they're younger, and that's kind of where ARE fits in the model. And so they kind of spark that interest. So they'll do some training with things with the kids. They'll go into from K through six and taking a cupcake that's got some chocolate syrup injected into it. And then you will go and do like you're drilling for oil. So you'd poke a hole here and well, you hit nothing. And then you you take your little straw and you poke a hole somewhere else and you hit nothing. And then you you find out that, you know, it may take you five or six different pokes. You know it's in there, but you don't know exactly where. So it kind of helps kids understand the complexity and the difficulty of finding things. As Lance had mentioned, it's, you know, just because you've seen that there's something nearby, like with Red Dog, the those deposits will eventually deplete and you got to look at the next one which may be right next door, but you don't know exactly where it is, but we can kind of help these kids understand that by, you know, poking through this cupcake. And what we'd actually found the Shareholder Relations Department years ago, realized that this was such a, a great thing that they've actually adopted it and they were doing that and some other programs like it within the region, within the schools in each of their respective villages. So we've really adopted a lot of those teachings to kind of help spark that interest in kids and it, it's it's starting to kind of prove itself out you know we've got a you know a pipeline of kids coming through that are going to go and hopefully be able to kind of follow follow their dreams and their interests that may lie in those sciences great if parents or students are interested in any of these programs what's the best way for them to get connected oh gosh there's multiple ways uh, probably the one of the easiest ways, since we're all here talking, uh, you could probably just email me and I'll forward you over to, to the right parties, or you could reach out to your local SRCs or anybody there in shareholder relations. But uh, my email is clayton.gooden at nana.com, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N-G-O-O-D-E-N. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent, Clayton. Do you have anything else you'd like to share to summarize the work that Nana's doing with uh, with the younger generation? Uh, no, I mean, part of the reason that I, I came back was because I believe that uh, we were definitely gearing ourselves up for making sure that we had had a long-term future and plans. You know, when I was a kid, my parents always wanted wanted me to have a better life than they did. And his parents thought the same for them from their generation. And so, you know, I, I feel as though I'm, I'm living up to, to that. And I'm hoping that my, my little two and five-year-old kids will actually be able to, who knows, maybe go walk on the moon here in a couple of years when they start up that moon base. I like that. Dream big, right? Well, thanks, Clayton, for that information. Next, we have Andrew, and Andrew's going to tell us a little bit about what our partners, Ambler Metals and, and Tech, have been doing in the region as far as community visits this summer. First of all, though, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Andrew? 
Sure. Thanks, Beth. I'm Andrew Willman. I'm a NANA shareholder. I've lived in Alaska my whole life, with the exception of a six-year enlistment in the Navy. Uh, after that, I worked at Red Dog for about 11 years inside the environmental department. It was a great opportunity. Always have that open to you, especially when you're finishing up an enlistment, if you're in the military, getting out, having that opportunity to go up there. Uh, it was great work. I learned a lot and enjoyed just being up there with a lot of family members too. Uh, on top of that, yeah, most of my family, immediate family also have all worked at Red Dog and it was a great start to most of our lives and our careers. Uh, do you want me to just roll into uh, traveling out in the region with, with Ambler Metals? Sure. Ambler Metals, uh, so I got the opportunity to start traveling with them to do their outreach. And, and for me, it was really exciting to see the planning of a project in its early stages. I started at Red Dog in 2004 and had never seen a project move from exploration to an actual mine. So it's good to be part of that. But also because of the Red Dog mine, many of the shareholders in the region are, have a great understanding of mining and how it all works. This, in, this creates great engagement with the communities and our shareholders. Our shareholders come up and they have very technical questions and they have a great understanding of how mining works. So yeah, that's something to build on from there. And for Red Dog, Red Dog recently just started doing their village visits also. Uh, they haven't been able to get out there for almost over two years now to get to the community. So I got an opportunity to travel with them just recently. Uh, it was good to see everybody in person again everybody seemed really engaged with questions about what may happen after 2031. Uh, and also they were able to update on a lot of the stuff they did do in the past two and a half years. They've been very successful with, with uh, shareholder development and shareholder hire. Uh, so what they did, what they have done is created a program, the Accelerated Leadership Development Program there, uh, ALDP. And in the past two and a half years, the exempt shareholder hire increased to over 33%. Also non-exempt and overall shareholder, have our, shareholder hire have increased over 2021 also. Uh, female hire has increased by uh, over 1% with over 100 full-time women working for Red Dog uh, for the first time in the history of the mine. Um, they've also launched a diversity and inclusion committee and one of the groups is called the Women in Binding Group, which was actually created by a NANA shareholder on site. And so recently they've actually gotten out and started in-person outreach for shareholder hire in the region. So that's, that's ongoing too, and we'll continue here. And so there's another round of meetings coming up and we're just looking forward to it and trying to increase our engagement with our communities again as a partner with tech. Excellent. You, you mentioned there's more meetings going on. Is that both Ambler Metals and Tech, or is um, one of them done and the other continuing on? Yeah, so Ambler Metals has a shorter season, and they continued. They did their outreach early on in the summer, whereas Tech is a little bit later on in the summer. Uh, tech is hitting up all, the, all of the uh, villages in the Nana region, and currently they've gotten about six out of the 10 villages uh, completed. Uh, and they have also gotten uh, talked to 
Cotsview, but uh, right now we're just looking to finish up here in the next week. So should get some great questions and more engagement in our communities. Excellent. Well, thanks, Andrew, for, for that update on, on the visits. Is there anything you'd like to add before we conclude our session? Uh, sure. Yeah, just we're looking forward to getting back out into the communities with just Nana, just doing updates with our projects. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach out to me, andrew.willman at nana.com or just naturalresources at nana.com. And we'll be happy to answer any questions you may have around any of the projects, whether it be in uh, Red Dog or Ambler Metals or any of the other uh, exploration projects that may be going on in the region. Great. Thank you. And, and thanks to Lance and Clayton and, and Andrew for that information and those updates. I hope listeners got a kind of a 30,000 foot view of, of the natural resources activities. As you can see, there's a lot going on, a lot of work that Nana's doing um, to make this successful and to, uh, to be able to hire shareholders and develop shareholders. So if you have any other further questions, as the three of them mentioned, they shared their email addresses, but the best way too to get a hold of the whole department is the natural resources at nana.com email address. So that's natural resources at nana.com. So I appreciate everybody listening. And again, thanks to, to Clayton, Lance, and Andrew for the updates. Thank you.